Um, good morning, everyone. It's really, really good to be with you this morning. It's quite crazy to look out and see gloves, jackets, scarves, <laughs> and hopefully a frozen iguana at some point. I mean, if, if I don't get to see a frozen iguana at this time, well, then we haven't really had winter, okay? <laughs> Friends, it's really good to be with you this morning. As we join together in worship, I um, would like to invite you to just bless one another with a peace. So just to say a couple of things. Um, so today, it's really good to be back. I've had a couple of welcome back. It does feel as if it was a long time ago, Christmas Day. And I brought a couple, you know, wanted to grow the congregation today, so I brought my mom along with me today. She's sitting at the back. And next week, um, my sister and my dad will be joining us as well. So it's great to be back here with you. Won't you just bless one another and share the peace with each other? And if you're joining us online, maybe we could get a, hey, how are you? So let's just bless one another as well. If we will prepare ourselves as Pastor Lisa leads us now. Good morning. <laughs> I'm going to lead you in the call to worship. God is waiting for us. God is ready for us. God is blessing us. God is sending us to sing, pray, and witness every day. God is here. Amen. If you'll remain standing as we sing our praises. So let the come the come conversation <laughs> all right so here's what I'm going to say the conversation already started this morning when you woke up you said good morning to the Lord right you did right so the conversation began and the conversation continued while you journeyed to here so now let the praise begin amen amen, amen. amen.
gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. No. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let. Sing it out. Oh, you are good. You are good. Yes, you are good. good. Yes, you are good. Oh, oh you, you are good. So good. good. God, you are so good. And what a way to start worship, right? With song and with energy that, that is giving only to God. Uh, I just love that. And thank you so much, worship band and worship team. You do such an amazing job, really and truly. So now we come to a time when we can just relax and rest in him where we can just bring our hearts to God in prayer. So let's calm our hearts and our minds and bow in prayer. Father God, this is no ordinary day. It never is when we come to your throne to worship you. We have come with open hearts, minds, and souls to call upon your Holy Spirit to come into this place of worship, that a spirit of wisdom and goodness would move us up beyond ourselves into a place of great peace and overwhelming joy. Father, let us feel your embrace as we come here to seek a renewal of spirit. Help us to be open to your calling, no matter how uncomfortable it might make us. And when you fill us with this immeasurable joy because of the light and salvation you offer, let us be ever grateful to put this joy into motion and into our voices as we sing praises unto you. Shelter us in your own dwelling place during troubling times. Hide us in a secret place inside your tent. Set us safely in a high place upon a rock. Surely we shall openly sing praises for your never-ending ability to feed us with this amazing spiritual food that comes only from you. We come today with a heart to worship 
truly worship, Father, the unending glory of our risen Lord, and yet there are constant reminders of the brokenness in our world. The sin that surrounds our everyday lives is sometimes truly overwhelming. And so as we worship, renew our spirits that we might be confirmed to do anything we can to honor you as a living sacrifice to help make this world a better place. Strengthen those who have heavy burdens, Father, those who are grieving great loss or are suffering from illness. We pray for those who have been devastated with all the recent storms and floods, those who wonder what tomorrow might bring. Send the holiest of holy angels to surround them with your provision and your love. Father, thank you for being a promise keeper. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to show us the truth and the way. We pray all this as well as the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Pretty exciting to see Glory without a boot on today. So that is really great. So thank you for that. And she doesn't need an operation. So that is something exciting. Friends, we're going to come now to the offering. And I'd ask now that the stewards will wait upon you. And while we receive the offering, just a reminder, if I'm right, Becky, there is a meeting after the service for the stewards and the ushers. So please join Becky and the team, and you can see how you can be part of the offering. So let us receive the offering now to the work of God. Thank you so much. Let us pray together. Lord God, we come before you with our gifts, with our offering, with our lives, with the ministry of our community, for all that we have received this morning. 
for the gifts that we receive through internet giving. We thank you for the generosity of this community. May our lives and our witness be a gift of love to this community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, before we have our hymn, um, I just wanted to share with you a couple of moments about this time in the life of the church. Our offering time is the time where we really give back to God. But as part of that offering, it's a moment for us to celebrate what it means to be community together. Now, this bulletin, I think Anne has got this amazing t-shirt that is strapped to the back of her chair sometimes. <laughs> when I think she gets irritated by people not knowing what's going on. So she says, it's in the bulletin. But you know, sometimes if it's in the bulletin, well, you know, we miss it at times. Um, but the truth is the bulletin is a picture for us, a story of what's going on in the life of our church. So number one, it's good to read it, but you know, sometimes we don't. Um, so just a couple of things to remind you. If you're wanting to join the discipleship class, it's in the bulletin for the dates. Um, and, and kind of just, there are lots of things happening in the life of this church. Next Saturday, we've set aside just two and a half hours in the morning for people that will be serving on new committees, on ministry opportunities, for us just to connect with each other as the year begins. So please don't forget to join us. Um, you will get a reminder in the week. But the thing that really touches my heart are the prayers that are in the bulletin. So what we want to do is that during our offering time, um, just as we receive the offering, we want to have a moment to recognize what are the most important things that we need to highlight, but also the joys and the things that we need to pray for. So don't forget to get hold of Anne or Kim so that we can get it in the bulletin. But in this moment, we can celebrate our life together. We can celebrate anniversaries, the birth of babies, the, the joys, um, the gift of healing. Let's use this moment of prayer and praise together at this time. So let's make sure that the bulletin speaks to our lives and we keep connected. Thanks so much, Michael. This is a very simple song. It says, bless the name of Jesus. And then he says, speak the name of Jesus. Then praise the name of Jesus. And sing the name of Jesus. And it goes on and on and on. We'll stop halfway through it, okay? <laughs> Even the deep 
together as we come to the scriptures. Lord God, we come to your word and we know that it is a two-edged sword that pierces between the bone and the marrow. It brings us truth, it offers us hope, and it helps us anchor ourselves in you. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray now, God, that your word would be life to us, that we might hear you speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We come to an incredible psalm by the psalmist David, and I'm reading to you 11 verses from Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me, and he heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord, my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, there would be more than could be counted. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire. You have given me an open ear. Burnt offerings and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, here I am. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I have not restrained my lips as you know, O Lord. 
I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. Thanks be to God for his word. Isn't that an amazing passage of scripture? Friends, it is always a joy to begin a new year. Any of you started this year with a lot of New Year's resolutions? It seems as if that's faded out a bit, right? It's like not the end thing to do anymore. Not too sure why, but you know, that one of the things that I love is I enjoy the, the Christian calendar. And this year, as part of our journey, I know it's been the tradition of this church to follow the lectionary calendar, the liturgies that we share really with churches across the world. And they keep us in the season. So one of the things that I need to acknowledge today is this stole. Now, some of you might think we might have seen that stole before. It was a generous gift to me from Lisa. And I believe that Pastor Patty gave it to Pastor Lisa. And so she gave it to me. So I feel as if I'm carrying something of the witness of the past uh, into the future. And that's a little bit why I think a new year is a good thing. We carry into the future a hope. Epiphany is a time where we ask God to speak to us about light in the places of darkness. We usher in a reminder of new hope, a time of incredible joy. And this scripture really is one that speaks to us about hope. And so the first thing I want to speak about this morning is that when I read this passage, it feels as if we are getting the the message from David that the God we worship is a God who says, I have got you. I remember when my children were little, and I love the sound of children in the church, okay? It's just, it is a gift, it is a joy, and sometimes they kind of, you know, they keep us attuned to each other. But have you ever been in a place where you've witnessed somebody, where, where maybe a child needs to jump into safe arms, and you have to keep coaxing them. It's okay. You can jump. It's okay. Sometimes we do that at a swimming pool. Sometimes we do that to move them from one place to the next, but you know what I'm talking about. It's the sense that the person who is saying it is telling you, I've got you. And something of David's message to us in the Psalms is the God that we worship is a God that says to us, I've got you. You're actually, you can fall into my arms. You can jump. You can leap. I have got you. Now, in life, we get excited about the things that we are looking forward to. Janice, I'm just going to give you a heads up. The entire brief time that Michael was in the staff meeting, he told us that you two are going cruising in February. Okay, he is so excited about this cruise. I don't know where you're going, 
but he's like, we are going cruising and we're in January. Yes, Michael. Now, I don't know how long that's going to go on. Are we going to, are we going to be hearing about that cruise until you come back? You know, but I, anybody else got some, and I know that it, it was Lauren's baby that was born, right? It was, everyone was so excited about that good piece of news. Now, what are the things that you're excited about this year? Just shout out. What are the things that are going to be an amazing gift to you this year? Anyone waiting for something very special this year? You're going on a trip, Dawn. Where are you going, Dawn? Dawn's going to Oregon. Okay. Glory is going to Africa. Oh, are you going too? Bruce, I'm really happy that you're going to Oregon. We were not sure that that was happening first time round. Okay. It's really good to know, Bruce, just that, that you will be going to Oregon with Dawn. It's a famine. Yeah, exactly. Anyone else looking for what's exciting that's happening in your life? That like you? Yes, John. Oh, wow! Very good. So good, Beth. Okay. Just a heads up. Joe's already seen a frozen iguana. It was in her driveway this morning. She told me while we were blessing each other with a piece. Okay. So, you know, we like sharing our joy. It's life-giving. It's, it's something that we enjoy doing. But we don't usually share our struggles. You know, it's kind of, we get to that point where the challenges, maybe it's a visit to a doctor. Perhaps it's an, a pending operation. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's the loss of a job. Perhaps it's a broken down relationship in a family that's just getting worse. There is something that grips us where we, we really, we don't easily share our pain. But this particular psalm leads us into the gift of sharing our struggle. And we hear God say, I've got you. So David is a king. He is a mighty ruler. He is a conqueror. He's able to take on lions and bears. He's able to take on great giants. And yet he is able to humble himself and show us that he hasn't got it together all the time. And there is something about our Christian faith where at times we portray that we've always got it together. But ultimately, we discover the scriptures remind us that there are people and there are witnesses that show us we don't always have it together, and that's okay. But what we are called to do is somehow find moments to share the challenges and the pain of when we need God to hold us most. So this psalm is really a psalm of joy for the first couple of verses. Five verses, we see this incredible celebration. And then it is a moment of lament. But ultimately, it's a place that says that I will come to praise God in whatever situation I find myself in. It's the, it's the saying that we've heard so many times, to enter the space where past praise is applied to present problems. It's as if David wants to show the faith of our hearts that it is the things that we have praised God for in the past 
that can be applied in the present to deal with whatever problems we are facing. And so we take on the practice of past praises for present problems. He gives us the image of being in a pit. Now, if you dive a little bit into the Hebrew, really this pit is a place of pain. He shows us very clearly it's a, it's a miry clay. It's a place where he feels trapped. And there is something else that he explains to us, and we read it really in the Hebrew passage, that this pit was not a silent place. I cried to God from the pit. Sometimes pain silences us. You know, when we have joys to share, it's easy to share joys. It comes more easily. But when we have pain to unburden, it almost silences us. But we know that pain in itself is not silent. We know that when we have been in pain, it's as if there is a, a and, 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 and what he speaks about in the pit is like it's a clanging noise. That's really the Hebrew definition. It is a noisy place, the pit. It literally means that in this noisy place of pain, I was really sinking and not able to experience life or even hope that God stoops down to where I am. That's really the message of today. That when we are in the pit, and the pit and of pain is not silent. And we know that. Maybe some of us are in a pit of pain at the moment. One of the things that Facebook and social media do is it, it helps us, well, when we become friends on Facebook, it's as if our worlds open up a little bit to one another. And we get to see people's joys. And I've had a couple of friend requests since I've been here. And I've seen some of you have a really great time during December. And some of you have a huge amount of fun. But one of the posts I saw this week was somebody from our church who has shared her journey really publicly. She's a young mom who has been walking the journey of cancer for a number of years, and they have recently discovered that the cancer has metastasized and that she's needing to have a port put in, which she was hoping not to have, and she's put that in, and we're just hoping and praying for healing. She shared that burden in a Facebook post, which is not usual. Are any of you gone on Facebook and really unpacked your burden? We don't often do that. But there is something in the sharing that actually brings hope. So one of the things I'm going to encourage you to do and encourage myself this year, that practicing praise is actually practicing praise in the problems that we face. That maybe we really start to say, well, I haven't got this all sorted. And in fact, this feels like a very noisy pit at the bottom of a cistern where, quite frankly, there's just a cry that is going out from my heart and my soul to God. And David, the king of Israel, the mightiest king of Israel, reminds us that God will stoop down into the pit. Maybe today 
you're not in the pit. Maybe you've recently come out of the pit. Perhaps there will be a moment in the future where you will be in the pit. Because if we're not in the pit or coming out of the pit, there's a chance that somewhere in our lives we're going to find ourselves in a pit. That is a fact. But there is a sense that in this place we need to wait on God. Because God is going to stoop down. The thing that David also wants us to hear is that God will listen to us. One of the things that we struggle with is that expressing our pain. You know, sometimes pain doesn't actually have adequate words to string together. But there is something that David shows us is that we are able to express our pain to God. But the invitation is, are we able to express our pain to one another? Sometimes it's really hard to hold one another's pain. You have a sense of, you, you feel it. You know what I'm talking about. You know when you hold a person's pain. When I listened to, to that message that was shared by, by an incredibly brave, courageous soul about her journey, it sits. And the truth is, we don't have simple answers to people's pain. And we are reminded at the beginning of the year, we are reminded, and our scriptures for Epiphany are really about the revelation of God's presence while we're in the pit. It's also about the revelation of God's presence to be with one another while they are in the pit. It's almost as if we are called to go down into the pit where people's pain is, to literally choose to, to be with them in the pit. I waited for God, David says. I waited. I cried out to God. And then God stooped down. I really believe that some of us will be called this year to stoop into the pits of other people's pain, to hold one another, and also to cry out from our pain. There is a sense that we are reminded that present praise to future problems is what will hold our faith because God says, I've got you. No matter what you face this year, I have got you. Then, David says, a new song was given to me. You know, there is... We know that David sang songs. David expressed himself through songs. People that enjoy music express themselves through song. And have you noticed they can just keep on going? There's, there, there's no limits to when you worship how you can just keep on going. But there is something stunning about new songs. I've seen the Elvis movie. Anyone seen the Elvis movie? Anyone seen the Elvis movie more than once? <laughs> Just the tragedy of, of what we've seen in the news this last week, you know. But you, know, that, that you just can't sit still when you listen to Elvis. You know, there's something about that music, you know, you can't sit still. Um, when a new song comes into our souls, we can't sit still. There is a new space that God calls us into. 
When we come into a space knowing that I'm going to praise God in my problems, we will always get to a place where God will put a new song in our hearts. If God is not putting new songs in our hearts, we find ourselves in a stagnant place. So Michael and the worship team and the choir, can we write a song together? Can we write more than one song together? There is in this, we should be writing a song about what God is doing in our lives. So what new song are we going to write together in this church? I feel as if, like, I was thinking as I was getting dressed and I, as I was wearing this, like, there have been many songs that have probably sung over this stall. But there, are, there is a sense that generationally we sing. Lucy, I can't imagine the songs you've heard in this church after all these years, but there must have been many. But we need to be singing new songs. That doesn't mean that we're not going to be singing old songs and those incredible hymns that we sing. There are new songs. I have the privilege at the moment of working in the United Methodist Church. The United Methodist Church is an enormous expression of Methodism in the world. But it is only part of Methodism. There are about 40 plus million Methodists all over the world, and I believe there are 12 million in the United Methodist Church. But we are struggling in this church at the moment. If, you, if you've read anything on the news, you would have seen that there are many discussions around disaffiliation, and there are difficulties in the church. It is a painful time when we enter a space of communities that break down. And somehow, in the midst of the threats of breakdown and destruction and division, we have to find a new song. Because if the church can't be something of healing and hope, and if the church can only be a space where we find ourselves divided by our beliefs, there will be destruction that reigns. Many, many of you know that I've recently, just over two years now, I've gone through a divorce, which has been the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Being in the space of the destruction of divorce is chaotic and devastating. Some of that helps me understand that if the church keeps dividing, destruction will rule. Somehow we have to find unity so that we can actually become the hope of the world. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day. A time where this country recognizes the pain of the past, recognizes the sin of the past, recognizes the sacrifices of the past. One of the things in apartheid South Africa that actually gave hope to the struggle of dehumanized relationships was the fact that America started figuring out how to deal with division. And it was always, always spoken about. There is a witness when we choose paths of justice and healing, when we have dreams that speak about the gift of humanity, 
We discover that in this particular passage. The witness for David is that his life is in a mess. His life is destructive. He cannot find a future, and yet in that he waits on God. He waits and God lifts him up, and hope is born. And then truth becomes his witness, and he says, God, here I am. God puts a new song in our hearts as we discover the nature of God that really is a God of hope and healing. So this year, as we enjoy the season of Epiphany, which is a season of God's revelation of hope in the darkness, no matter what you do tomorrow, remember that tomorrow was always a statement of hope in the darkness. Finally, David promises us that we are left ultimately with the constant of love and truth. I haven't had cable TV, but my mom's here and she likes to watch the news. So I've now been surfing every possible thing to get the news and she wants to watch Good Morning America, which actually quite frankly I can't find. Um, so anyway, but we put the news on for a while. I was exhausted 10 minutes in. I honestly was. I was like, Mom, I know now. I mean, I, you know, I do read the news, but I was exhausted. I was exhausted by the energy. I was exhausted by how long it took people to explain the weather. <laughs> I was, you know, there, I was like, I think that weather's already passed. <laughs> there was something strange that the news didn't feel like the truth. You know, the news didn't, and there was something about the news must be truth. For generations, the church is supposed to be the truth, but sometimes we don't feel like the truth. Now, how can we become the truth to the world? Is there such a thing as the truth? Or have we blended ourselves into a cultural expression of, well, what feels comfortable and I don't want to offend you? And, you know, can we find a space of truth? As I've been reflecting on what tomorrow means as a foreigner in this country and just recognizing the sacrifices, the one thing I keep reading about why we recognize Martin Luther King Day is that he spoke about becoming a beloved community where equality and love reigned. That's truth, a beloved community. So how is it that we keep becoming a beloved community where love and truth remains? New Horizon, I'm looking forward to 2023. I think it is going to be a good year in the life of the church. I think we're going to do some fun things because, believe you me, there was a run-up to this year. That's why I needed two weeks to be with my family, just to kind of catch up. But I'm looking forward to the things that we're going to do. But I pray and hope that at the end of 2023, we would have said of ourselves, we have been a beloved community. I waited on the Lord, and he heard me. He stooped down, and he picked me up from that miry pit of clay. 
and he put me on a rock, a firm foundation, and he spoke hope over my life. That is the God that we worship. Leave here today knowing that God will place you on a firm foundation. Come to God with past praise for your present problems. Let us be surely a community of love and truth. And as the nature of God sits in our hearts, let us bring healing to the world that we find. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you are a constant in our lives. You are truth. We ask, God, today, as David asked, that you would open our ears. Sometimes life closes our ears. Perhaps it's circumstances, perhaps it's our belief systems, perhaps it's our pain. But there are times when our ears are closed. We no longer hear the still, small voice of you. And so, Lord God, we pray that our ears will be opened so that we will hear you and hear one another. Like the psalmist David brings a place of praise Wherever we might find ourselves today, we declare that we will wait on the Lord. We will wait. We will wait. Amen. Let us stand together, friends, as we worship. As we sing this song together, let me use that word, um, it talks about how much God is always a way maker. When it seems as if things seem dark and gloomy, he makes a way. Is that amen? amen? I believe it. He's done it for me over and over, and that's why I still serve him. I gave my heart to the Lord. 1979 so you can check the years if you want to he's never failed me I have failed him over and over and over and over again but I tell you what he's always forgiving God and that's why I love him that way so join in as we sing
Touching every heart I worship you I worship you You are here Healing every life I worship you I worship you the way maker, the miracle worker, the God that fulfills every promise. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship be with you all together. Amen. Amen. Please join us in the fellowship hall for some lovely eats. And don't forget, if you're wanting to be a steward, an usher, stay behind and meet with Becky. Thank you. Even when... Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. 